Bill Zito speaks to the media on Wednesday. Did we learn anything from it? And what did he reveal that we already knew? We're going to discuss that next here on the Locked On Florida Panthers podcast. Your Locked On Panthers, your daily podcast on the Florida Panthers. Part of the Locked On Podcast Network, your team every day. Welcome into this Friday, June 23rd edition of the Lockdown Florida Panthers Podcast, part of the Lockdown Podcast Network, where it's your team every day. Thank you for making the Lockdown Florida Panthers Podcast your first listener today. I'm Armando Velez, and you can follow me on Twitter at MondoMan12. You can follow the show account on Twitter and Instagram at LO underscore FLA Panthers. And shout out to everydayers who come back here and get your daily Florida Panthers fix. And today's episode is brought to you by Game Time. Download the Game Time app, create an account, and use promo code LOCKDOWNHL to get $20 off your next purchase and florida panther fans we have a lot to talk about in as far as the offseason goes for the florida panthers and bill zito spoke to media on wednesday and thankfully on today's show we we have it is a fairbanks friday which means nick fairbanks is here to discuss bill zito uh speaking to the media and what we learned and didn't learn like i said at the top of the show so nick Welcome back to Locked On Panthers for another Fairbanks Friday. It's a beautiful day. I don't think it's raining finally down here in South Florida. Uh, some sunshine's out, and uh, Bill Zito kind of gave us a look in on exit interviews and what to expect uh, going into the offseason and then going into the season next uh, next year. So um, looks like things are starting to brighten up a little bit down here. Unfortunately, it's uh, storming a little bit in Orlando. The clouds I'm are sorry. very dark right here right now. So I can't say the same thing weather-wise up here for, for me right now it, on this Friday morning. But yeah, uh, Bill Zito really spoke about how the lessons that the guys uh, that about the – not necessarily I told you so, but this about saying this is the this is the type of – franchise we want to be this is the type of hockey we want to play and manifesting itself of course we didn't really see the reap of the benefits really until later in the in, in the season it's also spoke about how coach maurice was the the a guy who didn't change really uh, uh even during the wins and the losses and all that stuff so i i think that having the the gm back back him up there i think it's really uh I think it really uh, speaks volumes. And even when things weren't going well around the trade deadline, he spoke about pra- praising uh, Paul Maurice uh, during during this time. Yeah, and, you know, if you were to ask the fans back in November, December, January, uh, they all wanted his head. They wanted him out. But it's, it's refreshing to hear um, within the Florida Panthers structure that the GM and the coach get along. They support one another. And most of all, most important of all, they support the team. You know, they didn't make any trades during the trade deadline. They believed in them and look what it turned into. They made a Stanley cup final run. The other thing about it too, is that they stayed with the program, which, you know, if you were a younger coach, you know, being brought into this organization and you weren't playing as well, or you weren't reaping the benefits or the results that you're looking for, maybe you do change your tactics and what you want to do. But the fact that Paul Maurice is a veteran coach, he stayed the course because he believed in this team and knew that they would be playing the right way. And they definitely did uh, serve, uh, you know, his thoughts uh, very well later in the season. 
Yeah, uh, and Bill Zito also spoke about how his approach to free agency and kind of maybe a little bit of an indication of when the guys are going to come back and how he approaches LTIR versus guys who could come back in January versus guys who could come back in the second or third months of the season. Didn't necessarily give any timelines. Mm -hmm. uh, didn't necessarily confirm anything of Brandon Montour, even though there's a report by Frank Cervelli out there of Brandon Montour missing some time. But using that pool of money uh, because you're going to need to bring these guys back sometime in the season as, as well. But also spoke about how the, the goaltending situation. Uh, he was asked about Spencer Knight. Spoke about how he uh, they text frequently, and which is a great sign. I'm sure Bill Zito does not have a problem with him going to the Belmont Stakes. Uh, I, I'm very, very <laughs> sure about that. And, and was also asked about uh, Alex Lyon, the possibility of him being back. And, you know, spoke about the right situation. Of course, I think that's just lip service when it comes to Alex Lyon. Don't think he's going to be back, but... But the main focus here is Spencer Knight and uh, his well-being and the fact that there is communication and nobody's ghosting one another. Yeah, and that that's something that I think has been missing since Spencer, you know, took the unexpected leave of absence or, you know, entered the protocols. I don't think fans expected it. I think the organization may not have expected it all the way, but they support him 100%, which is very important. Um, you know, from what we know, it's not a substance issue. It's more possibly like a mental health issue, which, listen, you know, we spoke about this before. He's 22 years old. And if he's already seeing that he can't be his best self or he's starting to have doubts about certain things that he's asking for help, which is encouraging um, to get to the Belmont Stakes picture. The reaction that was on Twitter for Panthers fans was twofold. One, you had the people who were like, this is unacceptable. He should be with the team and cheering them on and, you know, really trying to like rally them and everything. And the problem with that is, is that he's not allowed to be around the team while he's in the protocols. So understandable. Plus, that was the first time we had seen him in months or heard anything about him in months. So. The fact is, we didn't have any information. We don't know what's going on. And the first thing we see him is with other NHL players out at a public venue, uh, just taking something in. And I think a lot of people just didn't take it the right way just because they didn't know what was going on or they assumed a lot of things. So I think we need to give him the benefit of the doubt. He'll either talk about it or he doesn't have to. But I think he'll come back as a better goaltender uh, coming into next season and you know, we'll see what he uh, what he's learned and what he's uh, been able to uh, translate from, you know, therapy or whatever he's going through right now. Yeah. And he and like you said, he doesn't he ha doesn't owe any of us an explanation for mm -hmm. what he's uh, been through. Uh, an another another mm -hmm. thing that he uh, Bill Zito spoke about was even though they went on a Stanley Cup run about uh, sentimentality should not be a part of it, even though you fall in love with certain players of a term that Paul Maurice mostly uses. Uh, but even though um, Radko Gudis was part of like the first class of free agents that Bill Zito spoke about, uh, he spoke about how individuals have to be focused on themselves. And, uh, and we, we, we all, every team that's in a competitive window falls victim to the salary cap. They, of course, was mentioned Tampa, Colorado in, in there as well. We're seeing a situation in Tampa where Ross Colton might have priced himself out of Tampa. And, that, and that's an example of the price of uh, being a uh, contender, but also the fact that you have to do a lot of maneuvering as well, especially with the rumor out there from Pierre Lebrun saying that 
in order to get a, a top defenseman in the market, Anthony Duclair might have to be one to be traded, even though the Florida Panthers don't want to um, want to part with that contract. But also Matthew Kachuk being a sales pitcher as, <laughs> as well. And uh, talk, spoke about how Matthew Kachuk, of course, we know the play on the ice, but also a great ambassador. And that's the, the benefits that the Panthers do have, uh, even though they fell short of winning a championship. Bill Zito's line was saying that individuals need to think about themselves as the most mm-hmm. agent line that I've heard, which, you know, he, he was a former agent. Background. So I, yeah. So I can t- completely understand where he comes from, which actually gives me confidence because he understands the situation that he's in with the players that either want to stay and get paid or are willing to take a discount. So w- we'll see what happens. Uh, the locker room by far was probably the best this team's ever had, you know, Nobody had any complaints on exit interviews, not one issue. They all believed in each other. They all love one another. And, you know, it's very hard to not like this team after the run that they had. But as Zito said, you know, you can't have sentimentality or sorry, I can't even say it this morning. Um, You can't have that because what will happen is you'll have fans and you'll have the organization turn into what happened after 1996 we'll always look back to that year and say, what if, or, you know, that was the greatest team we had. And we just had the greatest team and they only won one game in the Stanley cup final. They didn't get the job done, which, okay. Understand, but we need to move on. We need to understand that this team can get better, uh, that we will have cap room. And if we need to clear out more to bring in uh, things that we needed, especially defense, uh, it needs to happen. And, you know, if it takes something like losing Anthony Duclair, which is not to me, uh, not probably the best idea, but just because of what he brings, not only on the ice, but off the ice as well, um, just with his organization and everything that I think is crucially needed right now, especially with what's been going on in the league lately. Um, it's going to be a tough pill to swallow, but we have to trust the process and understand that the team and the organization is trying to get better. Yeah. And before we transition over to segment number two, he was also asked about draft and, uh, needed for uh, low salary players to perform and uh, spoke about how the the undrafted uh, guys that they sign are going to be real um, real big value especially with especially with their earliest pick in the this year's draft being at 63 uh, went on to go ahead and say uh, about Uvis uh, about Valkinis um, who mm-hmm. was a, a um, who was a MVP of the Czech League uh, uh, for for in the Panthers organization and also asked about Lindell about the possibility of uh, extending it's not make a break and also one of the guys that I uh, thought about right away as far as uh, as far as guys who are going to need to perform under those uh, cheap contracts I think of uh, Grigory Denisenko but we're going to transition over to segment number two where we're going to discuss the announcement of the hockey hall of fame class of 2023 we're going to give our thoughts and we're going to give uh, our our possible snubs we're going to discuss that next here on the locked on florida panthers podcast but first we're going to tell you all about bird dogs and bird dog stretch khaki shorts are designed to fit slimmer through the thighs and leg giving you a truly sculpted look bird dog shorts give do the exact same thing like lululemon uh, but fit way better they fit way better than regular shorts that are made of stiff restricting cotton Bird Dogs fixed this issue by inventing the cloud knit fabric that looks just like khaki but stretches to get a way slimmer fit without having to sacrifice movement. 
Bird Dogs uses anti-sweat wicking fabric that keeps you cool and dry all day long. Go to birddogs.com slash lock9hl for a free Yeti style tumbler with your order. That's birddogs.com slash lock9hl for a free Yeti style tumbler. You won't want to take your bird dogs off. We promise you. Segment number two here on this Friday, June 23rd edition of the Lockdown Florida Panthers podcast. It is a Fairbanks Friday he- edition of the show with Nick Fairbanks. And Nick, the Hockey Hall of Fame class of 2023 has been announced. The official induction ceremony won't be until November. But here is uh, the, the class of 2020, uh, 2023. Uh, I'll start with the builders. Uh, Pierre, Pierre LaCroix, who is a uh, president and GM of the Colorado Avalanche from mm-hmm. 1995 all the way to 2014, two Stanley Cups uh, there. Uh, coach Ken Hitchcock, one of one of the winningest coaches in uh, in NHL history, multiple presidents, trophies, uh, coach on an international level as well, Stanley Cup champion in 1999, goalie Tom um, Brasso, uh, Calder, and Vesna Trophy in the in the same year, uh, two time Stanley Cup champion. Of course, a familiar. Uh, a very familiar re- as far as recency, uh, Henrik Lundqvist, uh, mm. gold medal in 2006, silver in 2014, uh, v- Trophy, multiple Vezina Trophy finalists winning in 2012, uh, women's hockey player for Carol Lulette, uh, who dominated uh, in the Canadian Women's Hockey League with the Montreal Stars, uh, former captain, four-time gold medalist, has never lost a gold medal game uh, mm. during her time with Team Canada. Uh, Pierre Turgeon, uh, as well, uh, 512 goals, 18, um, 812 assists in 19 years. Lady being a trophy winner, uh, and and two um, has had 100 points uh, two times in his career. And former captain of the Habs and former Panther Mike Vernon. Uh, even though it was a very short time for him with the with the Florida Panthers, two time Stanley Cup champion, one with Calgary, one with Detroit, Conn Smythe winner, and also. Calgary native as well, who played under the Calgary organization for 11 years. And uh, I was reading on the story of Mike Vernon because I was not watching the Panthers at the time, but he mm-hmm. was brought in mostly through the injury of Trevor Kidd uh, yep. with with, uh, with the Florida Panthers. So uh, actually his best regular season numbers were with the Panthers as far as save percentage. But the biggest knock on Mike Vernon was how he played in the regular season, but really saved his best when the lights uh, shine brightest uh, during uh, his, his uh, career, uh, but only played um, 34 games with the Florida Panthers. Uh, before we talk about the snubs, uh, what are your thoughts on this uh, Hall of Fame class? It's all right. There's definitely some individuals that uh, definitely deserved. I mean, you're talking about Heinrich Lundqvist, you know, more recent. Um, you know, he's been, he's been an embodiment of what the league needs, a true gentleman. Uh, always speaks very well the game. And um, if you listen to his insights on TNT and everything, like he just brought something different, a little bit fresh uh, to that, uh, to that show. So uh, hats off to him. Uh, Ken Hitchcock. um, I think he became a hall of famer. Probably. I want to say probably about when he took over Dallas. Um, I, I believe he was the coach the second time. Um, just showing that he has a longevity and that he has been able to uh, transcend different eras and still win. Um, it's very hard for coaches to do that. Um, I don't really think that Pierre Turgeon deserved to be uh, elected in this class. Um, 200 point seasons and a Lady Bing. 
1,300 points. It's longevity. That's why for him. Yeah, I, I get that. I get that. Um, Which Patrick Marlowe is going to be in uh, eligible next year, too. Yeah. So um, I don't know. I, I just feel like that there's other people, and we'll get into the snubs here in a second, uh, that probably deserved over him. Yeah, uh, totally understandable. But they do, they do, uh, they do uh, reward longevity if you're able <laughs> to get uh, for for a certain uh, period of time. And of course, there's a. Uh, we don't we don't want to crap on the on the on the people who have made it but mm-hmm. when we discuss the snubs who didn't um of course the rule is you got to get 14 of the 18 votes um for the hockey hall of fame uh and there's a few of them um let's start from the women's side only twice has there been uh two women elected into the hall of fame and the first time was in t- 2010 Eight times um, was one one woman, and then four times it was none. And some of the honorable mentions are Jennifer Botterill, uh, who who uh, who have two MVPs in the World Championships, uh, three golds, three silvers, as as well. Uh, has has been eligible since uh, 2014. Rika Sal- Salonen, uh, as well, is another eligible one. And then on on the men's side, um, Alexander Medilny, uh, as yep. as as well. Uh, thir- um, T- ten uh 1032 points in 990 games to a rocket richard winner lady being uh stanley cup champion with the new jersey devils patrick eliash is another one as well uh second most points by a, a czech player uh over a thousand points in his uh in his career as well uh sergey gonchar as, as well defenseman who has led the nhl in goals three times by a defenseman during his time in washington rod brindmore is another one uh multiple times Selkie uh, winner. And here's a really interesting stat that I saw of Rod Brindamore, his face-off percentage at even strength, 59.1%, which is mm. outstanding. And then a uh, goalie, uh, Chris Osgood. But the argument for Chris Osgood is the team that he played with, uh, with, with Detroit and, and, um, and the talent around, around the Detroit Red Wings during, during those 20 plus years of, uh, of making the the postseason and of course uh which the late 90s uh were some of the some of the best time to watch hockey when you're talking about the colorado avalanche and the detroit red wings consistently battling out in the western conference for for uh, it, it most times whoever one of those two represented the west was likely going to win the stanley cup definitely and all the players that you just listed there especially mo gilney deserve to be in the hall of fame they either transcended the game or they affected the game in a way that other people had to take notice. Uh, McGilney's story is very interesting. And I think I'm going to, I'm going to go on record here. I still think right now, I think he would have got it in this year had not there been a conflict over in Russia and Ukraine. Mm-hmm. Um, and I also want to kind of speak on that because um, there was a quote by a, a reporter uh, basically saying that right now they don't expect any Russians being elected in the Hall of Fame because of what's going on. I have an issue with that because you have to separate the individual from the country, to be mm-hmm. honest. Um, they might not be you know, involved. What, exactly. You know, they're, they're, you know, how many people are, you know, even put in the Hall of Fame? And, you know, what happens if, you know, their country of origin does something? Are we automatically going to just take that back and say they shouldn't be in? Um I just I don't believe in in that you know they these players defected from that country they did everything that they could to be here and to perform and they changed the game and 
they deserve to be recognized for that. Yeah, yeah, um, no doubt. And uh, it's it's just it's just you want and I mean Alexander Ovechkin is uh, is a little bit away from retiring. I think he has three more years on his uh, contract. And if if issues aren't solved, then are you going to pull that same thing on Ovi? I, That's what I, I asked. And and same thing with Evgeny Malkin as well. What, mm-hmm. what are are they going to do the same thing to him if if he if he eventually uh, call, calls it quits? And uh, the World Juniors they just announced that the 2025 tournament is going to be in Ottawa uh, in 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 two years. So and are there as of right now, um, Russia and Belarus is not going to be participating in it. So it's just a really uh, tough relationship uh, that that they have yeah. that the IIHF has uh, with Russia and of course Russia with a lot of countries ar- around the world as well. So just, you gotta, again, you gotta separate the, the player and, and what, and what's going on. I, I, I just don't see any, anything that could go wrong with just electing them into, in, into the hall. It's, it's not the, like, also it's not the NHL hall of fame. It's the hockey hall of fame. People, I think Correct. people also need to be, to differentiate that same thing with uh, the baseball hall of fame in Cooperstown. Uh, Naismith basketball in in Springfield, Massachusetts, as well. It's just it's about giving back to the game what they've not only performance, but how 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 they consistently uh, give back to the game too. And it's just it's just sad to see that uh, certain certain players are consistently uh, le- left off uh, of 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 these ballots. And this is going to be a debate every single year as long as we live. We we love this sport, but we hate some of the some of the politics that that come with it for for sure but we're gonna transition over to segment number three where we're gonna discuss uh more of a, a ruling that the nhl laid down in their board of governors meeting on thursday night in new york city uh about no more warm-up jerseys uh starting in 2023 2024 we're going to discuss that more here on the locked on florida panthers podcast but first we're going to tell you all about game time and buying tickets to your favorite event shouldn't be stressful game time is the fastest and easiest way to buy tickets for all the sports music comedy hockey theater and more near you with killer deals on the last minute tickets and their best price guarantee you can stop stressing over the ticket and start getting hyped for all the fun you'll have forget planning months in advance game time has deals for tickets right up to the day of the event get exclusive flash deals for football basketball baseball concerts theater comedy and more Game time guarantees that you'll always get the best price. Find tickets in the same section, row for less. Game time will credit you 110% of the difference. Download the Game Time app, create an account, and use promo code LockedOnHL for $20 off your first purchase. Terms apply. Again, create an account and redeem code LockedOnHL for $20 off. Download Game Time today. Last minute tickets, lowest price guaranteed. Segment number three here on this Friday, June 23rd edition of the Locked On Florida Panthers podcast. It is another edition of Fairbanks Friday with my good friend and yours, Nick Fairbanks. And Nick, the NHL on Thursday in their Board of Governors meeting announced that there will be no more warm-up jerseys uh, starting this season. And, of course, with the issues that have arisen from from this, with and it, let's talk about the elephant in the room when, when it mm-hmm. comes to it. The reason why there's no more warm-up jerseys is because of the of what has happened during Pride Nights. It hasn't happened on any other night. It hasn't happened on Military Night. 
hasn't happened in hockey fights cancer night hasn't even ha um, happened in on black history um, night for but it happens specifically on pride and the nhl says because because we don't want to deal with this pr hit we're gonna we're just we're just not gonna have any of them so and for the florida panthers side of things that also includes vamos gatos night as well and i feel bad for the artists like carlos solano and also the the charity money that's gonna come with auctioning this but as far as as far as just 15 minutes of wearing a jersey to tell everybody that they're included it's just in my opinion it's i i just shake my head when it comes to this ruling because they say the whole phrase hockey is for everyone but this this ruling just says the complete opposite nhl says this does the opposite that's uh that's kind of what sports have become over the last uh 10 or 15 years i mean you can look at the nfl for many examples i won't go into them because some of them are pretty disgusting but this is a low level decision and it's because people don't want to admit the fact that there's people different from them and that these people have not been included in the community forever you know you, you have pride night which is which was a which was problematic i mean you have both sides of the aisle kind of arguing that but what what's wrong with putting on a jersey you know and just saying like hey listen we're here as an organization um you know to tell you that we support you and we want you included in our game because listen without you guys we wouldn't be successful or we wouldn't be here the other thing i have to say about it is is that the excuses that were used during the season by particular players is oldest time you know it, because my book says this or my you know my section of religion says this it's time to get over that you know because mm -hmm. there's been people ever since the beginning of time that have been different i'll just say and it's because of your viewpoint and your book that these people have been moved into not talking about how they really are how they really feel and who they really are and on top of that, having to live in fear of their lives. Now, if you're going to get rid of jerseys and everything, just get rid of everything. Just just get rid of, you know, the the other nights like, hey, we're going to do military appreciation. We're we're going to get rid of, you know, other other nights. And I think that would send a pretty strong message. Like, hey, listen, if you really are for everybody, then put it on an equal playing field, and you know, let, let's really see what happens. Let's see if viewership goes down. Let's see if, um, you know, money coming in from other organizations stops coming in because they're not being, you know, pulled up. So, um, dang, I had a really good line and I'll probably think about it here in a second, but that's, that's generally like my first take on this. Um, I'm not sure what you think right now. Yeah. I think of, it, it's funny because I think of, uh, when people said that they weren't going to watch the NFL over uh, over Colin Kaepernick taking a knee, and then the ratings <laughs> the ratings actually did not go down. They it was just uh, it was just pe people being mad for the sake of being mad. 
Um, and and it's like, oh, the ratings are here. You, you said mm -hmm. whatever happened to to this person saying they weren't going to watch. And uh, as as far as that, um, I, I wrote this down. Hockey culture loves to talk about team over me. Mm -hmm. Let's think about something. Isn't not wearing that jersey a me over team? Actually, if you really think about it, long and hard. Yes. 100%. So wh why 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 are these players doing that then? I, I it's just you you're not living up to the the code/culture that that hockey brings. Definitely and uh, I wonder, you know, if other players were given the option not to wear certain warm-up jerseys just during the season or was it only pride night? Yeah, and and that's uh that it's just it's just it, it's just oh for everything else uh it, me team over um, team over me, but in this, but in this instance it's it's not. So it's it's just very hypocritical when it when it when it when it comes to when it comes to that. And it's just it's just you feel once again you feel bad for all the people who just uh, want to be in, in, included in, in this sport. And it's it's just it's just uh, I I just want people to have the same energy if it, if it's if it's something else outside of. Uh, private night like you said equal, equal equal playing field when it comes to all these different uh type of nights but that's the that's the reason for for it all uh and and just you just your heart your heart goes out to everyone of of, the, of those people who just and i mean i consider myself an ally but mm -hmm. i how how are you how are you feeling if you're one of those people who are part of the lgbtq community who are who are receiving that? Who are being told this news that they aren't gonna uh, be that they aren't gonna do this? I think it speaks volumes because then now the league, um, you know, for television and ratings purposes, is not gonna show their their support. I mean, yeah, they're saying the organizations can still have these nights and that the teams can still make jerseys for those nights, but they just won't be able to wear them you know, for warm-up. So it really makes me wonder, you know, when these games are going to be telecasted, if each broadcast is going to talk about Pride Night or they're going to talk about Military Night and talk about the jerseys that are going to be available for auction to go to good causes. You know, I would like to think that the organizations that are mature um, and understand that, you know, they really do want everybody included. And as you said, you know, it's uh, team over me, uh, that they will do their due diligence and make sure that uh, these messages and these um, little things that the organizations do do still stay alive, but we'll we'll definitely see what happens. I, I just think that right now the league is just in between a rock and a hard place, and they'd rather just not deal with it. And that's not the way to deal with things mm -hmm. at all. I mean, if anything, you're make you're going to make it worse. It always happens this way. You're going to make it worse, and then you're going to be out of a job. To be honest, I, you know, I don't think Batman's going to be around, you know, probably past 2030, maybe. He's only been um, doing this for 30 years. Oh, exactly. And yet to make a decision like this is asinine. Um, but we'll see what happens. I mean, what will happen? I think he will be out of the job and somebody else is going to come in and it's going to be younger. Um, and hopefully they'll breathe new life into the league. And mostly when a successor comes in, they're kind of like it's handpicked by the guy and they want to have their yeah. same way. So I'm 
I hope you're right. I hope you're right. Well, but I don't, I, I don't, I don't have, I'm not very hopeful. Well, Roger Goodell is an example. <clears throat> and uh, right now, Manfred is a great example of uh, that. So yeah, not, not good history right now. No, definitely not. But uh, Nick, I want to thank you so much for joining me on this edition of the Lockdown Florida Panthers podcast, sp- speaking about Bill Zito's availability, Hockey Hall of Fame, of course, uh, a difficult but necessary conversation based on uh, the the warm-up jerseys being uh, no more uh, for for the, the NHL. But tell everybody where they can follow you online. Armando, thanks for having me on again, especially talking about um, you know certain subject matters that uh, could trigger some people. Uh, I'm actually looking forward to seeing the comments and seeing how we can have a dialogue about it. And if you'd like to have a dialogue, you know, you guys can find me on Twitter at Prudentia Zero. But with that, thank you again for having me on this week. A mature dialogue with no name calling. That's all I'm asking. 100%. Yep. So, uh, Nick, thank you so much. And I'll see you next week, my friend. See you next week. And if you like what you're hearing, please subscribe to the podcast so you be notified every single time the Locked On Florida Panthers podcast jumps into your podcast feed. Don't forget to also subscribe to the other shows on the Locked On NHL Network, including Locked On NHL, Locked On Fantasy Hockey, Flip Livingstone, and Steel Roden, and Locked On NHL Prospects. Thank you for making the Locked On Florida Panthers podcast your first listen of the day. And every day, make sure to come back early next week for another edition of the Locked On Florida Panthers podcast as we are preparing for the NHL Awards on Monday. We're going to be discussing more about Matthew Kachuk's Hart Trophy being a Hart Trophy finalist and Bill Zito being up for the Jim Gregory Award. So I'm Armando Velez with Nick Fairbanks. And you've been listening to Locked On Florida Panthers podcast, part of the Locked On Podcast Network, where it's your team every day. <laughs>